The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. you'll find out later in today's episode. So, you know what I want you to do? That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and if you're listening late at night, you know I appreciate it. So, grab your favorite glass of wine. Come on and join the conversation. Right here on My Story, Living with Lupus. Abundant Harvest Aquaponics planting seeds to grow food, and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. He is the author of Positive Energy 24-7 and his latest book It Was Destined Urban Legend He's Detroit's own author Henry Long to purchase an autographed copy of his book and to purchase his e-book go to rightpath247.com W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H 
www.thepowerofthesoul247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at rightpath247. That's right. Today's show is dedicated to men. Real men get lupus and fight lupus too. You know, there is a misconception that men don't get systemic lupus erythematosus. It's so-called woman's disease. Because lupus occurs 10 to 12 times more frequently in adult females than adult males. However, lupus can occur in any sex at any age. Some related forms of lupus, such as discoid lupus, lupus confined to the skin and drug-induced lupus, are more frequent in males. Men develop drug-induced lupus more often than women because many of the heart medications produce drug-induced lupus. These drugs are used more frequently in men since more males than females suffer heart attacks. Now, when men do get lupus, their treatment may be affected by a physician's relatively limited experience in treating men with lupus. Little is known about the disease when it attacks men. In fact, to date, the majority of the studies published about lupus have contained relatively few men, as little as 4% males. Thus, meaningful conclusions about the disease in men have not been made. At present, most physicians believe that the disease is similar in males and females. At least all manifestations of systemic lupus erythematosus that can be seen in women are also seen in men. However, some are more recent studies have published the disturbing news that the disease may be even more serious when it affects males. Several investigators show that the majority for males with lupus may even be higher. Whether or not this is related to the growing evidence that lupus seems to occur at an older age in males than females remains to be definitely evaluated. There are many questions as yet to be answered about the lupus disease progression in males. (music) 
If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and creator of Right Side of 50, Life Lessons with Sheila Smith. To book her for your next empowerment conference, contact her at rightside50 at gmail.com or call 404 447 Six eight nine seven. Pamela Preeti, Chief of Rheumatology at Long Beach Veterans Administration Medical Center, has been researching the gender differences in autoimmune disease expression for over 20 years since first publishing the difference in immune response between male and females in an experimental animal model of lupus. Clinical observation and anecdotal reports of the features of male systemic lupus in the predominantly male Veterans Administration population over the years have suggested that this is an ideal population to study. The high male to female ratio would favor a preponderance of male patients in any lupus study. In collaboration with Dr. Moy, staff physician in adolescence rheumatology at Children's Hospital of Orange County and Dr. Gilman at the Long Beach Veterans Administration Medical Center and with access to the information contained in the National Veterans Administration Data Registry. She hoped that a study can finally be done with a significant number of male lupus patients, as well as female patients with lupus to make important deductions about the disease. Now, when it came down to patient selection, patients selected for the data bank were those who have had a diagnosis of systemic lupus in any of the first five positions recorded on the Veterans Administration Patient Treatment Files Discharge Record. Discoid lupus and drug-induced lupus patients are not studied at that time. This data is easily retrieved from the computerized file by accessing any record with medical diagnostic ICDS 
nine code of 7100, which represented at the time systemic lupus and its complications. The first admission for lupus was identified by sorting all the SLE admissions and selecting the first admission in the database as index hospitalizations. At no time were any patient identifiers retrieved, therefore actual names of patients was never known and confidentiality of patient record were never breached. Now in their preliminary studies using these methods they along um, with their colleagues developed a database that yielded 2,614 lupus patients, 2,188 males and 426 females with an astonishing male-to-female ratio of 5 to 1, average age of 55.5 years, whereas their female counterparts ranged in age from 24, 71, with average age of 42.7 years at diagnosis. 50% of the females with lupus were below 40%, were, I'm sorry, were below 40 years of age at presentation, and 80% of males were over 40 years. These data helped establish that males have a much later onset of their lupus symptoms than female patients with lupus. Now, other information that can be learned from this study are the number of accompanying diseases called comorbidities that occur in male lupus and can determine disease outcome. Knowledge about accompanying diseases like cancer, heart attack, kidney, thyroid disease, and anemia may have some prognostic value for the individual patient with lupus. Primary results have confirmed that heart attacks, which were long suspected to be more common in males with lupus than in females with lupus, are indeed significantly more common in males. The data that can be gathered from the VA National Registry are very important because this registry receives reports of the disease and deaths of patients, even if the patients have moved to a different part of the United States or changed healthcare systems. The initial analysis of this very accurate data 
suggests that the lupus mortality at one year is greater for males than females with lupus, as had been reported by previous investigators. Many more manifestations of SLE can be examined and evaluated using sophisticated and descriptive analytic tools with this database. Her colleagues and herself have presented some of their results at the American College of Rheumatology Western Regional Meetings. When we return, it's about symptoms of lupus in men. And we'll be talking about bees in a trap. So stay with us. We all know that lupus is a difficult condition to diagnose because no single blood test will confirm lupus and many symptoms mimic other conditions like fibromyalgia, RA, hypothyroidism, depression, bacterial and viral infections, MS, and skin conditions like psoriasis and eczema. On top of that, lupus in men is a little different from women. In all lupus cases, 90% occur in women, typically of childbearing age, approximately 150,000 men are thought to have lupus. And although only 10% of lupus cases are men, some symptoms are more common in men than women. And here are a few. These are lupus symptoms in men. Discoid lupus erythematosus, better known as DLE. Now, in general, this is more common in women, but certain symptoms have been noted more often in men, such as scaly and reddish skin, Red patches of skin can come and go in cycles, but sometimes they will leave scars on the scalp that prevents hair from growing. Although DLE can be an annoyance, it is not an immediate threat to a person's health. Hemolytic anemia. Now, hemolytic anemia is a condition where red blood cells are like are killed, I'm sorry, and later removed from the bloodstream before the end of their lifespan. Hemolytic anemia occurs when red blood cells die off faster than the body's bone marrow can replace them. Lupus is a possible cause of hemolytic anemia and therefore 
they have similar symptoms. Some of the common symptoms in men include headaches, dizziness, lightheadedness, weakness, confusion, fever, fatigue, pale skin, chest pain, and coldness of the feet and hands. Lupus anticoagulant. Now, lupus anticoagulants are antibodies that promote abnormal or excessive blood clotting by attacking the fats in the membranes of the cells. People with these antibodies are thought to be at risk of blood clots. There may not be any noticeable physical symptoms. However, men at risk of lupus anticoagulant may find blood clotting in their lungs or legs, and they may even suffer a stroke as the result. Seizures. A seizure, let me see how can I explain it, uh, is a change in the brain's electrical activity. And it is often linked with epilepsy. Severe seizure symptoms are commonly recognized like loss of control and violent shaking. Warning signs before seizure will include vision, vision changes, I'm sorry, dizziness, sudden anxiousness, and an upset stomach. In a study published in the Journal of Rheumatology back in 1990, researchers found that men with lupus have seizures more often than women. Now when it comes to the kidneys, kidney disease, in that same study, men were also found to have kidney failure, also known as kidney disease, more often than women. In the case of lupus, the condition is called lupus nephritis. Symptoms of lupus nephritis include high blood pressure, blood in the urine, and swelling of the feet and legs. Other studies have also found that lupus nephritis is more common in men than women, including one published in the journal Lupus in 2011. Pleurisy. Now, pleurisy is a condition that results from swelling of the lung and chest linings. Inflammation of the lung sacs will cause lung pain and shortness of breath. Autoimmune disorders like lupus and RA 
are considered possible causes of pleurisy. Other symptoms related to pleurisy include coughing, sneezing, fever, headaches, chills, sore throats, and muscle and joint pain. Besides those symptoms, there are other common lupus signs, including unusual and consistent headaches, confusion or memory loss, breathing problems like chest pain or shortness of breath, a butterfly-shaped skin rash across the face and nose, sores inside the mouth, puffy or dry eyes, joint pain and swelling, Raynard syndrome, that's when the fingers, the toes, or tip of the nose will turn blue or white from stressful situations or exposure to the cold. Digestion problems such as vomiting, nausea, and abdominal pain, fatigue, and unexplained fever. Now, when it comes to causes of lupus in men, the causes of lupus are not fully understood, and no one knows the exact cause. Conventional medicine often focuses on what triggers lupus symptoms. These lupus flares flare up can be caused by viral or even bacterial infections and extreme periods of stress. Certain medications may also trigger lupus. Now, a holistic approach to lupus will address other potential causes of the condition, including nutritional deficiencies, heavy metal toxicity, food allergies, and digestive problems like leaky gut syndrome. Hormonal imbalances are also considered a treatable cause of lupus, especially in men. Now the sex hormones androgens and estrogens are thought to play a role. Estrogen is thought to possibly promote autoimmune disorders such as lupus, while androgens might help prevent them. Therefore, higher levels of estrogen may explain why lupus is more common in women, while low androgen levels in men may lead to the development of lupus. 90% occur in women. Information in this podcast that you heard today was retrieved from Doctors Health Press and Lupus 
International. Now I'm getting ready to tell you about Bees in the Trap. Now, the creator of Bees in the Trap is a lupus warrior, a domestic violence survivor, a mental wellness advocate, an author, a CEO of 202 Media. I'm talking about no one other than the loopy chick herself, Tony Fowler Dugar, the creator of Bees in the Trap. She's located in the ATL. And what I want you to do is go on Bees in the Trap Facebook page. It's Lemonade and fruit tea with a little something something to it go support my girl with bees in the trap you can also follow tony fowler dugar on instagram at naturally underscore loopy also check her out on twitter natural underscore loopy and she's on facebook also she's a powerhouse who is a lupus warrior and a domestic violence survivor who I'm trying to get on this show in the up and coming new year so she can tell you all about how she made it through and what she's doing now and she'll tell you more about bees in the trap so go over and check out bees in the trap on facebook giveaway. There is no winner for the giveaway. But if you had participated, you would have received a handmade trinket box jeweled and blinged out with the letter K. And guess what was inside of the trinket box? Yes, it was something in you would have received a sterling silver faith, hope, and charity necklace along with a crisp, let me say that one more time, a crisp $50 bill for helping you with your holiday shopping. The contents in the box was donated from the Charlie E. 
Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness. Also, I would like to welcome aboard my new listeners on Deacon.com. Welcome aboard. If you are a male and have been diagnosed with lupus, go over to see a video by Dion Langley. That's D-I-O-N-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. He describes his journey with lupus. Also, you can follow him on Twitter at Dion underscore You can also follow my story, Living with Lupus, on Twitter, where you can catch up on previous episodes of the podcast. Also, check out our website, mystorylivingwithlupus.com. You can follow my story, Living with Lupus, on Instagram. And... If you would like to follow me personally, you can check my Instagram page out at I am Lupus. Now it's time for me to go. But before I go, I want to tell you about the beast. It flares and rages like a spoiled child without its toy. Its mission in life is to steal every breath, every joy. You see, lupus destroys its victim's mind, body, and soul. It ravishes, tortures, as it takes its mighty control. Living with lupus, like living a nightmare without end with a ruler that dominates it's unyielding that doesn't bend with each new pain each new symptom there is no escape or relief it's devious wearing disguises as it becomes commander in chief Lupus locks away its prisoner in a dark and lonely place with memories of a life that once was, now only a trace. Although my friend, and you are my friends, you are a thousand miles away, there will always exist two cups on my table. Simply put, I got your back. I'm Susan Hendricks for my story, Living with Lupus. I'll see you next week, a little bit early, and we'll talk again. Enjoy your weekend. (laughs) 
views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lucas podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Pamela Petrie, Chief of Rheumatology at Long Beach Veterans Administration Medical Center has been researching the gender differences in autoimmune disease expression for over 20 years. Since first publishing the difference in immune response between males and females in an experimental animal model of lupus. Clinical observation and anecdotal reports of the features of male systemic lupus in the predominantly male veterans administration population over the years have suggested that this is an ideal population to study. The high male to female ratio would favor a preponderance of male patients in any lupus study. In the collaboration with Dr. Moyhai, staff physician in adolescent rheumatology at Children's Hospital of Orange County, and Dr. Gilman at the Long Beach Veterans Administration Medical Center, and with access to the information contained in the National Veterans Administration Data Registry, she hoped that a study can finally be done with a sufficient number of male and female patients with lupus to make important deductions about the disease.